We'll turn to Romans chapter 13 for our text. And we'll read verses 11 and 12. Greetings from Dallas. We pray for you. We've been praying for these meetings and we're excited to finally be here. Romans 13, 11 and 12, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Uh, I'm uh, not what you would call a person who enjoys camping, not tent camping. I enjoy camp meeting an awful lot. It's not the same thing. Uh, But I have been on a few occasions out uh, camping. Uh, Actually, it occurred to me while I was sitting on the platform, I think almost every time I've been camping since I've been in the church was with the same person who was my youth pastor for a while and then became my pastor. And uh, apparently he really likes camping. And I I like camping the way he does it because he takes care of an awful lot of stuff. So, But I'm not one that would go out. My wife and I would not just adventure out to go camping together. We might go with uh, somebody else, but I, I remember a time when we went camping at a place called Clear Lake, and it's a volcanic area. There's a spring there, just beautiful, clear spring, and, and, uh, but the, the ground is very rocky and, and, and difficult to traverse. Um, the bathrooms were too far away. Uh, water was too far away. And we're getting ready to go to bed that night in the tent that I've set up, and or tense actually, and and uh, and lo and behold, somebody finds a scorpion uh, under a rock. My tent is way over there. Uh, I, uh, you know, I got to be dad. I got to be. I have to be. Well, not macho isn't the right word, but I've I've got to be in control. So you know, we oh everything will be just fine. You know, anyway. So we uh, we made it through that night, and uh, I I got to tell you, I was excited for the day. I was excited. The, the you know the uncomfortable bed. I, you know I'm painting this terrible picture for you. Really, the place we went is picturesque. I enjoyed the fellowship. You know, if I had it to do all over again in the same circumstances, I'd still do it again. But I just you know the night. It was it was dark. There was there are things in the night you can't see hardly at all. And so I was really excited for the day. I was really excited for the day, and uh, so we we got through all of that. The scripture here in verse uh, in verse twelve says, "The day is at hand," and the day that it's talking about is the day of the Lord. The day that it's talking about is is the day when the Lord comes back, and He takes those that have been faithful, those that have put their trust in Him, those that have been saved and are are ready to meet Him. He comes back to take them home, and I look forward to that day. I'm looking forward to the day. I'm looking forward to the morning uh, when it rises and we rise to meet Jesus in the air. I am so thrilled for that day because it's dark. Because it's hard. Because this old life is full of danger and it's full of things that we would really rather not deal with. And And I tell you, I read the news sometimes. Very rarely, I don't like to get down but I read the news sometimes or I'll hear something that happened. Oh, Lord, come quickly. 
Uh, we look forward to that day. And that's the day uh, that is coming. Well, it talks about here that the, the night as well, the night is far spent. And the night that it's talking about is the night uh, that started way back in Genesis. Uh, Genesis 3, 7. It's the end of Adam and Eve uh, have uh, yielded to temptation. And they brought upon a great darkness upon this life. And in verse 7 it says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. They brought upon them and all of us shame and pain and struggle and difficulty. And you know that that is not your and my fault. That event is not something that we could control. We have inherited... Right? That from that event. We have inherited that nature. But then, you and I, all of us did, we made our own choices. And we chose the darkness. Every single one of us, every person listening now chose the darkness. And it's still dark. And it's still difficult. And it's still... Uh, everything that it was from the, that moment uh, until today. I've read enough history uh, to know that uh, the world has always been a problem. You, you can't look back through history and find, even going back to when there was a God in charge of Israel, they kept forgetting God. They kept forgetting and they would go away from Him. Uh, there has always been problem. There has always been struggle since that moment. That's a terribly bleak picture, isn't it? It says in chapter 6 of Genesis, verse 11, we're not even very far removed from Adam and Eve at this point, generation-wise. Genesis chapter 6, verse 11, it says, the earth was uh, also was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And you see, that's what the darkness brings. Most violent crime happens in the dark. There is violence. There is difficulty. Even today, people who would rather avoid violence sometimes find themselves resorting to it only because they want to get their point across. It just seems to be the the thing that people grab is, is violence in order to try and make their peace heard. Again, really bleak picture, isn't it? Man has tried to overcome this over through the years and uh, with just go- governments, leaders, uh, people have come along that, uh, that are great in stature, but if you read uh, further enough into all of your heroes, you'll still find the same thing. You'll still find that they chose darkness. In Isaiah 55, verses 6 and 7, It says this, Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and He will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for He will abundantly pardon. You see, the world is dark. The things around us, there there is darkness, but praise God for the light of Jesus. Praise God that He He shone a light into that darkness so we could find our way out of it. 
Praise be to God. I, I thought about the camping trip. You know, as we, uh, if I needed to get up and find my way, I, I could see a campfire and I knew where that was. It was a, it was a, a little bit of light, uh, for me to grab a hold of in this vast darkness around me. I could see the campfire. I knew where safety was. Well, Jesus is that campfire. Jesus is our safety. Jesus is, is everything that we need in this life. I'm reminded of another time when darkness was a, a factor in our lives. Uh, a, a massive transfer station uh, uh, went out in Dallas. And uh, I think about three-quarters of the city went completely dark. It was very eerie. Very eerie. I was glad to know the hospital and the prison both had power. I was happy for that. But I went driving around in it because I wanted to, I wanted to kind of see what it's like, you know, when there's no street lights on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the only reason I was even awake at all is because my children cried out. It was so dark, it woke them up. It was so dark, they began to call out for mom and dad. And sure enough, we came. And we brought a light and we, we left a, a camping lantern. Good reason to have camping stuff. And we brought a camping lantern and we, we put it in, in the, the outside their bedroom on a table so that there was at least a little bit of light and that soothed them and they were able to go back to sleep. But they, they cried out and that's, that's the same answer for the darkness of this world. We cry out to Jesus. We cry out to the God of heaven and we ask Him to, to come and help. And, and you know, God hears that cry. He's never too far away. He's never uh, at a a distance that that He cannot hear us when we call. (laughs) I I kind of reminded what Elijah said on Mount Carmel uh, when they were praying to a false god. He he says, well, well, cry louder. Maybe he's asleep. You know, God never is asleep. God is, is never deaf. Uh, to when we call. And all we have to do when the darkness feels uh, too much, when the darkness it just feels like it's getting close, we just call out to Jesus. And He hears. And He answers. Romans 13, uh, uh, verse 11, we've already read, but it says there, it is high time. It's not just time. It's high time. In fact, we might even uh, say it's past time. It's high time uh, to awake out of sleep. Uh, I don't know about you. I I enjoy sleep. Uh, I have an alarm clock, and I learned many years ago that I can't have the alarm clock next to my bed because... I know exactly where the snooze button is without even opening my eyes. Maybe you use your snooze button. Pray for my wife. She has to hear it several times. So I moved the, the alarm across the bedroom, and I found that with one step, I can reach that and get right back into bed. The alarm's going off. The alarms have been going off. We went through a worldwide pandemic. There is war in the Middle East. There is war uh, with Russia and Ukraine. There there are treaties that have been in place for uh, years since World War II and even World War I that are breaking down. 
There are earthquakes. There are diseases. There is famine in a place that, that really should be able to take care of it all. There, there is all of these things going off. The alarm is going off. The alarm is ringing very loudly. And so if we ignore that alarm, you see, if I'm a few minutes late, there really is no set time for me to get to work. I might have to deal with a little more traffic. There's none of that, so there's really no consequence for me hitting the, uh, the snooze a few times, except I might annoy my wife. But rest assured that the consequences of missing the day of the Lord are eternal. They're eternal, and they are forever, and there is, once the door is closed, there is no reopening. Oh, I'm sorry you were late, come on in. God is not gonna do that because the alarm is going off. The alarm is going off right now saying, you need to wake up! You need to, to come now! This alarm just continues and continues. I had an old uh, Ford pickup, I've since sold it. Um, it was just a fun beater truck. I, it was, they, they just don't build vehicles like they did back in 1974. Uh, but one of the things that was, I had to learn really fast is that my, my gas gauge, when it said E, it meant exactly that. I, I mean, the needle hits that, that E marker and it's out. I mean, there, it's, it's, that's it right there. There's no reserve. There's no none of that. You know, we're so spoiled nowadays. Uh, I know exactly how much reserve I, it, it hits E, I get the yellow light and I know I still got 60 miles left in the tank. It's not like that. You know, when when it hits E, that's it. And that needle's right there. That needle's about ready to touch E. That needle is is about ready. And 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 the, the vehicle that is this world is going to be judged. The people in this world will uh, will be judged. Uh, uh, so I, I don't mean to give a, a doom and gloom, but uh, but I, I think Brother Eric said it here recently. You know, it, it's obligated. I am obligated to tell you about the coming uh, things. But I'm also, and this is my favorite part, I'm also obligated to tell you about the remedy for it. Jesus! Jesus paid the price so that you can have eternal life, so that I can have eternal life. We don't even have to worry about the darkness anymore. I I like what it says here in verse uh, 12. So therefore, cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. I like that. Put on the armor of light. Uh, This old world's got nothing on it. Uh, This old world may uh, be full of violence. This old world may be full of uh, of difficulty and decay and all of that. But that armor of light will see you through. That armor of light will repel anything and bring you home to glory. Praise God, we must put on the armor of light. Uh, Ephesians 6.11 of course, you knew I was going to turn there. But Ephesians 6.11 uh, tells us, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's where that darkness comes from, is our enemy. And we can stand against him if we are clothed in the armor of God. Put on the armor. What, what, what keeps you from, from waking up, rising up and, and coming to the Lord? You know, sometimes uh, the devil would make you make it sound so complicated, but it's really not complicated at all. Did you get dressed this morning? 
I can see that you did. It's just that simple. You just come to Jesus with true repentance and faith believing and He will save you. You will put on the helmet of salvation. You will have the breastplate of righteousness. God has even more for you. If you come in complete consecration and faith believing, God will sanctify you. And if you come the same way, God will fill you with His Holy Spirit. He will do that. That's the blessing that we have through Jesus Christ. Hebrews 3.15 gives us some admonition here. Hebrews 3.15, it says, While it is said today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Right now. We read in 2 Corinthians, a similar admonition, 2 Corinthians 6.2. 2 Corinthians is not right there. 2 Corinthians 6.2. It says, For he saith, I have heard thee in, time, in the time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. It, you, the, we're, we're almost at E. The, the day is upon us. You, you must awake. You must come to Jesus now. Unless you think that I'm alarmist. Well, look at history. Look at the things that have gone on. Look at the, the way that God has fulfilled His Word time and time again. He wouldn't do that age upon age upon age and then somehow lie about His coming. It is impossible for God to lie. He has no need to lie. He doesn't have to impress us. We don't owe Him anything that He's trying to finagle out of. He's God when He says that it's true. I got to thinking about this verse. And honestly, this is the first way that it struck me. You know, the Lord is so good. But it says to awake. And I got to thinking about, you know, sometimes you can, you can kind of be sleepwalking. You know, maybe you're, uh, you're going through the motions. You know, maybe, maybe you've been saved. Maybe you've been saved, but but maybe it just isn't lackluster, or maybe it's lackluster now. Or, or perhaps you've just been holding back and you've just kind of been letting the church do everything for you. You know, you, why would you do that? The, the, the Scripture says awake. And I'm not, I'm not trying to call anybody out here. I'm just saying the, the blessings you're missing for not grabbing a hold of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, right now, is calling some of you to, to take up the mantle and, and, and preach the Word of God. Are, are you listening to that? Are you awake to His call? You see, the, the people that, that He was spoken to here, he, He's telling them they need to awake and be saved. Well, they need people to tell them that. Oh, the Lord's calling you. Are you awake? We've all been in that place where we we kind of get in the in the groove, so to speak. You know, we go to church, we we are in our place, and we do our part. And I mean, you're being faithful. Praise God. But but are you awake to what God is calling you to? 
He's calling you to give everything. He's calling you to step out. You know, I, I think about those, those people in the Bible we revere, Daniel and David. You know, they didn't seek place. You don't have to be an ambitious person. But, uh, but they, they took it. They took place or they took authority when it was put upon them. Would you be that one? Would you hold on? I, I preached a sermon many years ago. Uh, in, actually, it was in Port Angeles. And I, I, the thought had occurred to me about David and how he had prepared the temple. Right now, now you've been in that place where you've read about David and he, he could not build the temple. God said that, no, you can't do that. Your son Solomon's going to do that. But you know, that didn't stop David from doing everything he possibly could to make sure that it was ready to happen. You see, David prepared for something he never fulfilled. And you know, God is calling us to do the same thing. He, he's asking you to prepare. And I preach it then, Brother Darrell. Are you prepared to be the overseer or the superintendent general of the Apostolic Faith Church? You know, God may never call you to that. Brother Darrell will pray for you. I know that. God may never call you to that. But you should be ready. You should be ready to take it. You should be ready whatever God puts upon you. You see, God is not confused about what you're able to do and what He's able to do. God knows exactly what He can do in your life. Awake. Awake. Now is the time. Right now is the place God wants to touch you. God wants to give you uh, His kingdom. And it's there. Don't be afraid of the challenges, spiritual challenges. Don't be afraid of the, the things that might be thrust upon you. Just say, I'll follow, Lord. I'll follow. I'm awake. I remember at youth camp, uh, it used to be a much louder alarm, but, but the bell would go off or the, you know, lately it, it, it got a little bit quieter, but, but you know, that was the wake up call. And if you didn't come up, you'd miss breakfast. I, I tell you what, I'm ready for the coming of the Lord. I've had breakfast and I'm ready. I'm at the table. Are, are you ready? Are you ready? Because He's coming soon. If you don't have that peace in your heart, if you don't have the joy of, of salvation in your heart, God is here tonight. You, you heard it in testimony. I, I, I loved it. You heard it in testimony. The Holy Spirit is here. And He's holding out His hand and, he, and He's calling to you. That alarm is going off saying, just come. I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest here and I'll give you the eternal rest when that day comes. We don't have to be afraid of that day that comes. We can look forward to that with, with joy and cheer and know that Jesus is coming. Are you ready? Because we are right there. May God bless you. The altars of prayer are open and the song is 11.